Corn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Time Travel Movie Month Week 3 brings us a movie that had completely blown past me. I don't know if I even ever saw any trailers for it. So stumbling upon this while looking for a movie to watch for this week was like, oh, did not realize that it existed. Yeah, I had some <laughs> like vague recollection that this existed somewhere in the universe, but that was that was about it. And uh, the movie that we are doing for this week is the 2014 American computer animated science fiction comedy film. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> what a weird thing to make a movie about in 2014. I don't feel like any of those kids could have possibly had any kind of exposure to Mr. Peabody and Sherman. It I... seems wild to me. Like, do, did you even know no. about Mr. No, nothing at all. Not a single thing. Going into this, nothing at yeah, all. Yeah, knew okay. nothing. It wasn't until afterwards <laughs> that I was like, oh, this Rocky and like, Bullwinkle. Yeah. Yeah, it was a small segment on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Yeah. Um, it was like Mr. Peabody's crazy, Peabody's improbable history were little segments that he would do. Yeah, there was some vague, like, after the movie, and then the Bullwinkle thing popped up yeah, during yeah. the credits. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> that, that's when it clicked. Yeah. I did not watch much uh rocky and bullwinkle as a kid i watched a little bit but not really yeah. enough to be like i'm a huge rocky and bullwinkle fan yeah. <laughs> i'm a rocket uh <laughs> but like mr peabody and sherman it was a thing that i definitely knew about and my only real thing like in my head i was like oh yeah mr peabody and sherman from that little no that was in the simpsons <laughs> where they uh, the uh, treehouse of horror where homer makes the toaster that takes him through time mm -hmm. there's a part where he's like floating through like you know time and space yeah yeah and he says something that i've still never understood for the life of me where he says like i'm the first non-brazilian person to travel through time it's like what what is that a reference to yeah non-brazilian what and then immediately mr peabody and sherman pop up in the way back right mm. next to him and he's like Oh, actually, that'd make you the second. Isn't that right, Mr. Peabody? And he's like, quiet, you. And then they leave. <laughs> so, like, my my impression of them it was more, I guess, technically in line with what the original show was when I went in to, well, like, when I was researching it a little bit and I was reading about it. And the thing that they sort of change, at least, you know, to to make it a movie, they make it... So that he is like a loving father mm -hmm. of Sherman, which tweaked me out. Second <laughs> note is, wait, Sherman is his son? Like something about that didn't didn't like click with me of like, is that how it is? Yeah. And it like sort of is. But really, the way that they at least describe it online in the original shorts, it's like, yeah, it's Mr. Peabody and his pet Sherman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a dog who got a boy instead of a boy who got a dog. Yeah. So this one, they make it way more fatherly. Like that is a part of his character where he's like, don't call me dad. Mm -hmm. Call me Mr. Peabody or Peabody. Yeah. <laughs> so it, there was that sort of thing to it where it's like, yeah, he like he technically adopted this kid and it's his <laughs> kid. But he like kind of treated him more like a pet and an assistant. And yeah. less like, here is my boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't really <laughs> like that. And especially since they were shorts, 
on mm-hmm. a cartoon show already. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't dive into the super specifics yeah. of things. <laughs> like I wrote down partway into this movie, Peabody won a court case for the right to adopt Sherman, which is probably the craziest part of this movie so far. And that's like 30 <laughs> minutes in or so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more like 20, I forget. But it was just like, wait a minute. This dog <laughs> went before a court mm-hmm. and argued in order to adopt <laughs> this child. Yep. And won his court case. And it, it's there's just like something about it like it's such a silly tiny little concept the like <laughs> there's the super smart brainiac dog man and his like idiot sidekick pet child yeah <laughs> and they go to history and they like fuck around and that's that was their bit you know what i mean mm-hmm. it wasn't like there was all this stuff to it but like i can't help but imagine how weird it was for people who were actually like big fans of it to be like I'm watching Mr. Peabody drop Sherman off for school. Yeah. And it's like a heartfelt, tender family moment or something, <laughs> or that moment when uh, Sherman tells him he loves him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm rather fond of you as well, no, Sherman. I, I hold a deep regard for you as well. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, this is like really getting into a thing here. Yeah. About like the dynamic between fathers and sons and a, like a, this, this he's withholding than- love and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, it's something. Yeah. It's It was crazy to me that this movie went in, in those directions. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I was really fully expecting just like time travel hijinks <laughs> uh and there's there is plenty of that yeah and the movie itself is sort of that for the most part mm-hmm. like on imdb the way that they describe the movie they say the time traveling adventures of an advanced canine and his adopted son as they endeavor to fix a time rift they created that technically is the plot of the movie in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that time rift they're talking about doesn't it's... show up until an hour and 15 minutes into this hour and a half long movie. Yeah. Like that isn't the plot of this movie. <laughs> the plot of the movie is just time travel hijinks. Yeah. And then right at the end, there's a consequence for all of their <laughs> their time traveling. Uh, and that's where that rift that they talk about comes from and it's like Mm -hmm. i i guess i get putting that in there to make it seem like there's a bigger thing but it's like i mean you could have just said like go to rescue someone lost in time yeah you know what i mean and that is more the plot of the movie and the 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 rift really is a consequence of all of that especially because there's like two different occasions where someone is like lost in time yeah there's i mean it's a decent adventure Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's there's plenty of bits in this where I'm just like, I get that it's A, for kids, mm-hmm. and B, a movie. Yeah. So, you know, it it these things happen because... <laughs> just flying through the French Revolution. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it went from like, everything is kind of okay, kind of on the edge, mm-hmm. to full on, like, people are getting decapitated and like five minutes yeah literally and uh, that was something that i brought up because the that that's the place that the movie kind of starts uh there's a little bit of an intro that i was very afraid was a sign of things to come when uh, mr peabody is kind of introducing himself Mm -hmm. and it was like okay all this is you know fine and whatever where he's like oh hi i didn't see you there yeah i'm gonna talk to the camera and give a little bit of background and it's Mm -hmm. like all right this is 
a lazy storytelling technique, but it's a movie aimed at kids. Kids don't give a shit. Yeah. So you just tell them all this shit and they're like, okay. And then you keep going and you know what I mean? It's like, you don't put it in subtext Mm because the kids aren't going to pick that up. Yeah. So you got to just just do it. You got to just say it outright. You tell them, all right, this is who you're dealing with. This is what he's done and go. Exactly. But at like in the middle of his little spiel, he suddenly is like, also, I'm the one who invented fist bumping and planking and and then some dance that I don't even recognize anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a reference to some sort of like viral meme dance that does not carry over. It is gone to history. But then he's like, boop, 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 and doing the fucking dancing and shit. And I was like, oh, no. Is this going to be this movie? Yeah. Man, that just nails you right to that time. Yep. So hard. So I was really afraid that this movie was going to do that. And thankfully, it felt like they did that to, like, maybe shut the kids up for a second. You know what I mean? Like, look, dancing, you love this kind of shit. All right, now shut up and watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) You've got your fucking dancing. Uh, The cast is pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I very much enjoyed Ty Burrell. Yes, as, as uh, Mr. Peabody, I thought he was really good. I know that the voice doesn't really sound exactly like the original Mr. Peabody. He you know he's much more of like a like this yeah. kind of thing from what I recall. Uh, and so he you know doesn't really have that same vibe. They didn't really go for like a sound alike. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it worked. I thought mm-hmm. it was good. I mm-hmm. thought he was he sounded plenty smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a thing of like. Like, you, you know, you when, sound like Phil yeah, Dunphy. Exactly. That's something that you could be afraid of in this scenario where it's yeah. like, oh, Phil Dunphy is so dumb yeah. all the time that it's like if you hear the voice, you're yeah. just going to think dumb guy. <laughs> but he does a really good job. I he thought. was he was a little bit closer to not as exaggerated as Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> not some crazy Frenchman. Um, Max Charles was Sherman, who I thought was perfectly passable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the voice, the voice fit for a little kid. Nothing wrong there. Uh, Ariel Winter as Penny, Mm -hmm. which I did not know. And I could not even place like thinking back like, oh, yeah, I guess it is like, oh, man, I'd have to like watch her perform it. Yeah. Because for some reason it like it doesn't sound kind of at least to me. I don't know. man. It's weird. For a second, I thought it might be Mindy Kaling. M- me At, too. When, when she first spoke, I was like, holy shit, really? Which, it's weird that she's playing a white girl, but whatever. I mean, but. it wouldn't be the first time, because doesn't she play a white girl in Wreck-It Ralph? No, she's, she doesn't. Isn't, I mean, they're like candy people. No, <laughs> they don't have races. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. I okay. thought she had brown skin in that. Maybe she did. Could have sworn she did. Whatever. Anyways. Either way. <laughs> thought it was her. Wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Um... Stephen Colbert as her dad, Paul, yeah, which was wonderful. It took me a few <laughs> sentences, and then once he like got some like comedic stuff to say and like louder and all that, I was like, "Oh, that's Colbert! I know yeah, it, yeah. totally Colbert." <laughs> uh, Leslie Mann as Patty, her mom, mm-hmm. did not pick up on that. I know Leslie Mann. I li- I love Leslie Mann's voice. Oh, yeah. Truthfully, I think she's great. So I was honestly a little surprised when I looked into <laughs> it, and I was like, "I didn't recognize I mean, her." She didn't really speak all that much. Yeah, I guess so. The other but, one that I totally didn't realize, Allison Janney as Grunion, the 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 social worker apparently mm-hmm. who's coming to take Sherman the, away the from the evil social worker. Yeah, which is like what they always are. Yeah. Like th- there were a lot of things in this movie that was like, okay, it's a it's a fine <laughs> enough adventure and all, but you're clearly grabbing from lots of different stuff that's mm-hmm. like kind of like clear like I mean, you could even argue that Grunion's character is like physically based a little bit on like Trunchbull yeah. or something from Matilda. Like just that sort of archetype of character, the like 
football linebacker yeah. of a 60 year old woman yeah. you know what i mean like she, ooh, like she also and... kind of reminded me of the matchmaker from mulan okay yeah i could kind of <laughs> see that the like somewhat angular features mm-hmm. to her face a little bit yeah but like that and then there's that guy i in the mm-hmm. egypt section where i wrote down into my notes i was just like there's always an evil sorcerer mm-hmm. always like he was very much Oh, yeah. That guy, which obviously, you know, you think of like Aladdin mm-hmm. or the evil fucking uh, sorcerer dude from uh, El Dorado. Yeah. Remember when they go, yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. there's always that dude, the like yeah. spiritual guy with the gods who will totally <laughs> sacrifice you. That sort of dude. He's here, too. You know what I mean? Like Patrick Warburton playing uh, Agamemnon or whatever. Yeah. Is like just a classic Patrick Warburton character. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you can't it's, necessarily be mad about it. It's Trojan Kronk. It really is. Yes. Like that's, like, that's it. So you can't be like, oh, I, I wish they had gone with someone else. Like why? This yeah. is so perfect. This is, this is his character. <laughs> this is what he does all the time. Thought that was great. Did you see who played Leonardo da Vinci? Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. It's so great. <laughs> I did. I could not place that. <laughs> that was. It one was like once it... the movie was over, it was like holy shit. Yeah. The Tucci. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, that was, was actually totally legit. I loved Leonardo da Vinci. True. I true. thought he was great. <laughs> I I wrote down, and this obviously since he he shows up before they go to the Trojan War and meet mm-hmm. Agamemnon. Uh, I was like, oh, dude, Da Vinci is the best part of this movie Yeah. so far. Like, again, like I said, nothing wrong with Sherman and Peabody. Mm-hmm. I thought they were fine. I thought they had some decent, like, jokes and chemistry between them. Yeah. It was a little bit like, okay, getting kind of sappy here because you got to make it into, like, a emotional movie. It mm-hmm. can't just be an hour and a half of tooling around time. Which, why you know? not? I mean, like, come on. I know. It's for I kids. Know. Exactly. That's kind of the like the best place to get away with something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, so the start of the movie. <laughs> Wait, hang on. There oh. is one more that I want to give a quick mention to. Oh. Uh, did you notice who played Albert Einstein? Oh, yes, I did. I wrote that down <laughs> much later into my notes. But it, it, it actually, the first time it was a question. I was oh. like, was that? And then the second time he said something, I was like, it was Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, what a day. Him like, just walking around it. with the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, like it's uh. just, it was, a, it was a great little like, oh. Easter egg mm-hmm. moment there was yeah. like a very small character clearly was just like, hey, Mel, stop by for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Say a couple lines, but we'll put you in the movie. It'll be great. Like yeah. what a what a dude, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I do. I love Mel Brooks. So it was it was fun to <laughs> to hear him there. So you know, if you know anything about fucking Mr. Peabody and Sherman or you've been listening to us talk for the last like 20 minutes, you know, it's clearly it's about time travel Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like little kid time travel. Mm -hmm. So everything is very straight out of uh, a history book kind of history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like very truncated, Mm -hmm. uh, glossed over stuff, Mm -hmm. just sort of like, these are the things that were there. Remember at least some of them, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the history that we're kind of dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, and the hilarity of fucking Mr. Peabody in all of his infinite wisdom that he clearly has mm-hmm. because he's like a god. Yeah. While I was watching it, I was like, this dog is basically Rick from Rick and Morty, <laughs> where it's like he's he's super smart. And because he's super smart, 
he can do almost anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like he can master literally every single instrument in the world. He can create weapons out of nothing. Yep. He can, you know, just it's literally there's never a moment where Mr. Peabody should be in any danger right. because he's just too smart for everyone in the entire universe. Yep. <laughs> Um, but in all of that infinite wisdom, he continually finds himself right on the cusp of horrifying things from history happening. Mm-hmm. Because in that opening sequence, when they're in France, right around the time of the revolution, they're hanging out with the people who mm-hmm. get decapitated. Yep. You know, like they like instead of finding yeah. yourself in the streets to like, hey, maybe join in on this revolution that's going to be happening, you put yourself on the side of the people being revolutioned mm-hmm. against. Yeah. Revolted? <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, like, like it's literally just a, hanging out with Marie Antoinette. Yeah, like it's like, the silliest thing in the world and then it's like, okay, fine. You wanted to go back in time, you want to hang out with Marie Antoinette for some reason. I don't know what your deal is. Go back like two years. Exactly. There's no reason for you to be here moments before the revolution happens, which is like if you have a time machine, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, Peabody, if you're not doing the research, then that's on you. Yeah. But you have a time machine and you can clearly place yourself wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. This so, isn't timeline, okay? <laughs> exactly. So you need to, like, take a little more uh, responsibility for this because then he's like, oh, oh, Sherman. Yeah. And now things are dangerous and they have to run and they have to escape and all that. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's for a kid's movie. Like, the point of them being there when the revolution is happening is to give a funny little uh, vignette about the French Revolution yeah. and them escape it in miraculous fashions. Exactly. It's just like... Why? Why right then? Why? <laughs> it's Why? a terrible time even, to be there. Even like a week. Yeah, earlier. really. I mean, like, it's just it's it's, it's it's putting yourself and your son in danger. And I get that that's sort of a bit of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, not really. Like that. That's the strangest thing. Is like that the the Grunion character. She gets called to the school mm-hmm. because Sherman goes to school for the first time despite being seven years old, mm-hmm. which I was like, what? Yeah. Because I wrote down, I was like, this kid is clearly like seven or eight, and now it's time for his first day of school? What the hell? And then and then they get into it about like, oh, you know, Peabody was just teaching him all sorts of shit, I guess. There was uh, <laughs> the montage that happened a little bit later mm-hmm. of him and Sherman, yeah. where it was like, Okay, so Peabody raised the abandoned baby Sherman yes. that he found in an alley. Yes. Which is apparently part of the original story too, but I'm sure much less like dramatic. It was more just like, oh look, a baby. And then he took yeah. it or something. It wasn't like <laughs> a baby in this oh, box. my son. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he finds abandoned baby Sherman in an alley and just raises him while on what seems to be an endless joyride through time. Seriously. Like, there's never a moment that shows him teaching Sherman something in a home. Yeah. It's always, like, in the middle of some piece of history. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're they're uh, in fucking Egypt at the Nile when Moses gets pulled out of the fucking reeds. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why are you here teaching him how to swim? Teach him how to swim in a pool. Yeah. Not in the Nile. <laughs> in fucking ancient Egypt. Like, yeah. this is so weird. <laughs> like, all of it. And it just seemed crazy to me that, like, that that was his style of parenting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, like oh, he'll hand- learn. It's a hands-on learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then he, you know, he goes to school and... He's perfectly normal. 
Yeah. You know, like I was, I feel like the story maybe would have had a little bit of a better connection with me uh, if, if they had kind of shown that he was awkward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. basically, I mean, and not to like insult a bunch of people, but like basically make him like a homeschool kid going to school for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's you know, technically there's nothing wrong. I got nothing against it. It's mm-hmm. just if you haven't been a part of that environment and then you get thrust into it, it's going to be weird. Yeah. But Sherman shows up to school and he's like, oh, this is cool. I found a table full of people I like to talk to and they like to talk to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I there's mean, uh, other than Penny being a monster, <laughs> nobody treats him differently or weird. Until she starts doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like if 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 he had had a little bit of, you know, a little bit more like awkwardness, then maybe that would make a little bit more sense why Penny would just like fucking nail him on it. She was just pissed that he was acting a know-it-all in I class. Mean, right. I, I know that that's her like that, that that's the inciting thing that does it. Mm-hmm. It's just like going in on him for being raised by a dog. Yeah. He hasn't done anything dog-like. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if he had, and then she could have picked up on that and like, right, everybody, mm-hmm. how weird it is that he does dog things. And then yeah. he's like, oh, this is weird because it's normal to me. Oh, no. And then he'd feel <laughs> shame or whatever. Yeah. But in this case, it's literally just like she's calling me a dog. Ugh, she's the worst. That was a huge barrier for me in this mm-hmm. movie was the fact that it was like, I don't fucking care what happens to her. And I understand that she's a small child, <laughs> but it's also an animated movie. So, you know, who fucking cares? When Sherman came back and she wasn't with him and she had gone through time, I was just like, just leave her. Yeah. I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah, she's so terrible. And she she fucking like, doesn't she choke him? Doesn't she grab him around the neck at one she point does, while she's yeah. fucking berating him and calling him a dog? She does. She likes, she does something yeah, awful. But she's, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Because then it like fades to black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, what in the world just happened? Yeah. And uh, Peabody gets called into the school mm-hmm. and he assumes that uh, the curriculum is too slow for Sherman. Mm-hmm. So he brought in all of his like uh, uh, his adjustments to <laughs> to the you know syllabus or whatever. Like, oh, we should be teaching him all these things. And they finally reveal like, no, no, no. It's because he bit Penny. Yeah. And I was like. I understand. (laughs) Exactly. But I was like, I understand the school's stance. I mean, I don't understand the stance because I think it's bullshit, but I understand why a school would be like, that's a no-no. Yeah. Zero tolerance. But it also, like, it was also one of those shitty, like, everything just has to fucking pile on in the most ridiculous way where it's like, oh, yeah, not only is he in trouble for biting her. But also, for some reason, nobody believes that she was instigating anything Mm -hmm. and that he just went psycho and bit her, despite the fact that the entire lunchroom watched her torment him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, what, the fucking, uh, the wheelchair kid didn't say something? Yeah. Like, he clearly did not like her and Mm -hmm. was cool with Sherman Mm -hmm. and was like, actually, uh, you know, like, he would talk back to her about shit. Yeah. So you'd think that afterwards he'd be like, hey, uh... (laughs) Sherman was being horribly bullied yeah. in this whole scenario. He would totally call Penny on that shit. Oh, absolutely. So it was weak that there was no, like, you two need to figure your shit out. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
Sherman is bad. Yeah. And because you're a dog, that means you're a bad father. <laughs> and that's where Grunion comes in to be like, fuck you. I'm going to try to get the courts to reverse their decision to take your son away. Yeah. Because you are a dog, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's never a real reason given for why she is so adamant about hating him because he is a dog. She's Which is like... <laughs> just an awful person, apparently. I, I mean, I guess. It's just one of those, like confusing things about the world once you turn it into a movie and you start including you know the school and social services and legalities and these sorts of things and all that once you start bringing that in it's like okay okay everyone hold on mr peabody has to be world famous right yes okay so everybody knows who he is and everybody has accepted that he is a dog yes (laughs) you know like there's no like He's not tricking anybody. Mm-hmm. There's no like subterfuge of like, actually, this dummy that I've made to look like a man is Mr. Peabody to the world and yeah. I'm his dog. And then in private, I'm real and he's a puppet or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. there's none of that. Yeah. Everyone in the world is just like, yeah, that's Mr. Peabody. Yeah. So the fact that she's all like, because you're a fucking dog, really just is like, for one, really feels like racism or homophobia or whatever yeah of just being like fuck you because of that but she never says it nope she just hates him and she talks about how a dog can't be a good dad yep but never explicitly says like because i fucking hate dogs Mm -hmm. or because dogs bit me or something like that read between the lines right but i mean there was a deleted bit to her oh where the whole thing is that she's like a cat lady with a bunch of like asshole cats gotcha and so she's very anti-dog you know well i mean her so much worse well i was gonna say that that at least makes it less of a like parable (laughs) about racism yeah and into more just like oh yeah get it because it's a cat lady so she hates dogs yeah but cutting that out is just like that lady's bigoted kids (laughs) (laughs) it changes the the tone and the message of what her character is where it's like she's not just a jerk she's also intolerant (laughs) (laughs) you know that's just how it it seemed to me that is what kind of kicks off like the actual you know magical time traveling stuff of the movie so peabody again i I kept writing like in his infinite wisdom because it bothered me so much that it was like if he's supposed to be the smartest fucking thing in the galaxy Uh stop having him make stupid decisions movie yeah because it's like what should get him into trouble is Sherman. Mm-hmm. And instead, what sort of gets him into trouble, I mean, it is, but also at the same time, it's like stupid decisions lead to what happens with Sherman, <laughs> you know, because the idea that he would invite the Peterson family mm-hmm. over to dinner after their daughter harassed his son. Yeah. And his son bit her in retaliation, inviting them over to dinner without telling Sherman. Awful idea. Horrible idea. And really making a case for Grunion (laughs) about why he shouldn't be Sherman's dad. Uh, Like, it's silly and just contrived in terms of like, oh, and then these opposites will have to hang out because they're in the movie. Don't do that. That's a bad thing to do to your kid, man. (laughs) Seriously. Inviting over his enemy and then like shoving them into his room and being like, do something. Yeah. That's just horrible. Without any prior conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Just sit him down. Didn't even bring it up to him. And be like, hey, they're coming over. We need to figure this out. You're going to have to get along with her. At least then Sherman's prepared. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would take it a step further back and be like, Peabody needed to sit down with Sherman and be like, would you be okay with this? Yeah. 
I would like to do this as a means to fixing the problem. Mm -hmm. However, I understand <laughs> that you might not want to see this girl. Yeah. This monster girl. God, she's the worst. She really is. Um, <laughs> And she just continues to be the worst throughout the movie for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then there's just like seemingly a moment that we don't see or care about or whatever where she like turns over a new leaf. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only explanation I could come up with, I was like, does she like Sherman now because of the time machine? Because that sucks. Yeah. Like that's a shitty way for this story to go of like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'll be nice and eventually apologize for being mean mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And look at me. And I was like, oh, wow. What spurned that? Like the fun I had in this time machine. Yeah. Nothing that Sherman did or yeah. is. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's never a moment of her giving a shit about him. Yeah. It's always about what she wants to do and how much fun it is. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually later she's like, oh, Sherman. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wrote too little too late. Mm -hmm. She apologizes and I'm like, I don't give a shit. You're so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You're really, really awful. And your parents needed to raise you better. Yep. Um, her parents, however, were pretty funny. Uh, like we said, is Leslie Mann and uh, and uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, Colbert was great. Yeah, he had some of the best lines. Yeah, uh, including at the end when they, <laughs> when there's two Shermans in the same reality, and everyone's like two Shermans, and he goes dos Shermanos. <laughs> what was that? Oh, it was hysterical. Or or the line towards the end with the uh, he's got my daughter in that giant space apple. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like he's just a total lunatic, uh, and I loved it. But yeah, he's he's a big jerk about Sherman being raised by a dog too. Yeah, I guess he's real mad about what happened and that Penny got bit. And like Peabody doesn't stick up for Sherman. Yeah, he doesn't say anything about like hey you know maybe I mean obviously the whole point of the dinner is to like befriend mm -hmm. but it's like if the other dude's coming in hot like that yeah then like fuck it yeah <laughs> you know seriously. what i mean like what's the fucking like what oh come on man you gotta take the gloves off and just be like how about your fucking little daughter yeah fuck her like obviously in a kid's movie they're probably not gonna go that way but yeah. like still though he's never at any point like hey you know he's just like still trying to be friendly to you mm -hmm. and let it's me like, make you a drink yeah it's like grow a spine he was clearly neutered Oof. <laughs> um, so in in this whole like scenario, Peabody's trying to hang out with the adults. So he sends Sherman and Penny back into Sherman's room. They're sitting on opposite sides of the room, not talking to each other because they hate each other because she's a monster. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Peabody comes in and tells him to do something. Yeah. <laughs> like really terrible. Like just just do something. Yeah. He doesn't even have any like suggestions mm -hmm. or anything. Uh, just don't show her the way back. Yeah. Just don't show her the fucking time machine, mm -hmm. uh, which, of course, he immediately does. Of course. <laughs> and he shows back up in the present to tell Mr. Peabody that he has lost Penny in ancient Egypt, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which is essentially the real kicking off point of. The adventure of the movie. They go yes. back to ancient Egypt. They got to find her. They got to go to the next place. Mm. That's where is the, that where the time the, jumping is, happens. Is, is ancient Egypt where the first poop butt joke happens? I mean, what is the first poop butt joke? Because I don't really remember that. I remember that they fly out of the Sphinx's ass. Well, that's ancient Egypt yeah. when they're escaping. And then there was another one, I think, with the Trojan horse. 
the soldiers dropping out. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, from the horse's butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, guys. It's DreamWorks, man. I know. So they go back to ancient Egypt, and in another case of, like, similar, similar to last week with that fucking dude that the company sent back in time, and he became the second-in-command of the army mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. In this case... And another, in another case later in the movie, it was just like, so they come back to ancient Egypt to try to find Penny. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that she is a princess. Yeah. She's about to become a princess. King yeah. Tut is in love with her and wants to marry her immediately. How did this random white girl mm-hmm. in ancient Egypt with, become... Like blonde hair. Maybe that's why she was... Oh, yeah, because she's special or whatever. Yeah. She's different, exotic yes. to them. Uh, I mean, I guess it was just so strange to me that it was just like, how? <laughs> like, every time I think about time travel where it's like, you're going back in time to some, some place, it's like, okay, well, wherever you're going, you are in the bottom caste of society mm-hmm. because you have no paperwork, documentation, probably money, you don't speak the language, <laughs> like, all of this shit <laughs> is against you. So the fact that people are just willy-nilly going back through time and getting <laughs> crazy, like, positions of power yeah. is so silly to me. Uh, but I <laughs> Obviously, cartoon kids, nobody cares. Uh, and so she's going to marry him. And then she finds out about the process where if the king dies, then his queen uh, just gets killed yeah. uh, to be mummified <laughs> next to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then she doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to find a way to get her out of there. What I thought was funny is that they come upon her and there's like nobody around her. It's basically just her mm-hmm. hanging out in that like palacey area. Yeah. And they just walk up to her. And they're just like, Penny, let's go. And she's like, um, no. I think maybe she has like a servant near her or something. Yeah. But like, that's it. It's like, uh, no way. And then Sherman's or Peabody says something to her like, Penny, don't you want to? We should probably go. And then she's like, I don't think so. And then the whole thing happens. Tut comes out. They make a joke about his name. Mm-hmm. And then he or, or and then she learns about the mummification thing yeah and i was like peabody you must know this super genius you should have told her that yeah you shouldn't have been like oh penny i do believe you probably don't want to stay here yeah it's like tell her like oh they're gonna murder your ass yeah very soon because uh the king dies young mm-hmm. so let's go yeah let's leave <laughs> now while there's no guards mm-hmm. and apparently a way that we easily walked in yeah and then once King Tut and his advisors and all those people show up, suddenly it's like, there is no escape. Like, how did they get in there? <laughs> Movie doesn't care. Kids don't care. Moving on. <laughs> um, I did dig the pretending to be God scene. I feel like that is a, a staple of stuff where people are pretending like there's just i mean i immediately again think of el dorado yeah of them pretending to be gods and stuff but i feel like that's a, a pretty classic kind of move yeah where it's like oh we're in time pretend to be some sort of mm-hmm. magical being or something <laughs> so that they don't eat us or whatever the fuck it is uh so them like literally being in the the, the god's mouth the statue's mouth mm-hmm. and pouring smoke out of it and him using a little like makeshift megaphone <laughs> to make his voice big. I thought that was a fun little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, I mean, I, I even forget. They just run, right? <laughs> they just <laughs> run away from the Egyptians, get in the way back. Mm-hmm. It flies above the statue's head. Yes. And everyone stops and bows because it then, looks like God. And then whoever, I don't remember the character's name, but... The like lead guy that was talking to them as Anubis, mm-hmm. and like I think started... that was I think that was that guy I or whatever yes. the like sorcerer. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. He like 
throws his knife down mm. and it's, it's like servant guy just comes running across the screen like i got it yeah, <laughs> picks I thought it up was, and just kept, keeps running I, I like i saw that and i thought it was like funny enough but i was just like what was that like i didn't it didn't seem like it was set up where like he had a guy who would do that for all the stuff he you yeah. know like if there was a moment where he's like doing some ritual and he like throws a rag down and the guy's like i got it and you know he throws a cup down and he's like i got it so then to call it back with that moment yeah but there was nothing to it call back. it was just one. that one bit that made but, it like extra absurd I just like, kind what of is loved it. <laughs> like, it was so goofy in the moment that it was. It, it definitely came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there were actually a couple of times, like there were there were a few things that, like runners, you know, like jokes that came back, you know, stuff like that. There was there was a lot of it that like just did not like. <sighs> okay, Sherman's. I I liked the final one because he didn't do it. But he has that running joke of the like, ha, 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 ha. I don't get it. Yeah. And it was like the first time that happened, I was like, ah, all right. Second time, I was like, oh, okay. And then by the third time, I was like, they've already completely run this into the ground. But that one I thought ended on a great note because there was they twisted it where it was uh, Patrick Warburton, mm, uh, mm-hmm. Agamemnon, who says it instead. Yeah. Uh, as, and so I thought that was like a good twist on it. And I was like, if they had used it maybe like two less times yeah. with Sherman himself, then I think the whole bit would have been funny. But I was just like, I am over it already, dude. This is not a good catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And it does make the scene funnier. It's not particularly original. Like, yeah. that's like, that's, that's baby town frolics <laughs> jokes right there. I'm just like, ha, 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 I don't get it. Uh, but that last one kind of made up for it. The other one that really bummed me out <laughs> because of how much it it like took one of my favorite bits and then immediately like kind of killed it. So they leave Egypt mm-hmm. and their plan is to just go back home because obviously. Yeah. So, of course, now the way back has battery problems. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like, have enough energy. It's got a low charge. Yeah. So they can't get all the way back home, but they can make it to the Renaissance. Yeah. So they go to the Renaissance and they go and they meet Da Vinci. Yes. And he is ridiculous and hilarious. And Stanley Tucci fucking nails it. Yes. He's, Who was it that played Mona Lisa? Oh, I have no idea. I don't think they list. Uh, well, oh, Lake Bell. Oh, from yes. uh, from uh, bless this mess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but she she's great. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, but like they go to him, he's painting the Mona Lisa, and he looks and sees Sherman and Peabody, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. He knows them. Yeah. So I was like, "What? Like, how is history not completely torn asunder?" That Da Vinci knows the time traveling speaking dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that not come up in any of his diaries or anything? You know, like all the ancient artifacts <laughs> with Da Vinci, there's never a moment where he's like, and then the talking dog showed up again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how does this not completely destroy history? Uh, but it just doesn't. Like, Oof. them going and randomly meeting people and them not knowing each other, you know? Yeah. Just being like, hey, what's up, Marie Antoinette? And her being like, who are you? That's yeah. that. That's fine. Yeah. But the fact that it's like, wait a minute, you've been here before. You've befriended Da Vinci, mm-hmm. and it hasn't changed history at yeah. all. <laughs> they're they're also apparently friends with Gandhi. Going back in time to Gandhi, 
mm-hmm. and getting a picture with him seems too close to yeah. current day to not cause some real fuck ups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if we're if we're to assume that somehow going to ancient Egypt, the like reverberations through time just don't reach us somehow yeah. <clears throat> or whatever. But Gandhi, not that long ago, <laughs> should be causing problems, but it isn't. Um, <clears throat> but they go and they see Da Vinci and the, they create some crazy machine to charge the fucking way back. And uh, in the midst of it, Penny wants to like go explore and take Sherman with her to go explore. Mm-hmm. And Peabody's like, oh, Sherman, don't you want to hang out here and make this machine with me? So he's like being torn in these two different directions or whatever. Mm. You should just be saying, like, nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to build this machine. We're going to get this charge. We're going to get home. Don't get lost again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he, he really should have been like, guys. But yeah. he doesn't do anything. He's just kind of like, oh, fine. Go play with her or whatever yeah. the fuck. It's like, you shouldn't be letting them wander around anyway. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I, I was also curious as to why Da Vinci... Like, I, I understand he watched Sherman, like, give Peabody several concussions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, he doesn't want Sherman helping them. I get uh-huh. that. But, like, letting them just wander around your shop. Yeah, I mean. Where your, all of your crazy-ass inventions are. Like, that was, they're going to get killed. Sorry, that was just one of the silliest bits to me that I specifically wrote down because I was like, this is absolutely absurd. Penny and Sherman are concerned while they're walking through Da Vinci's fucking like workshop. They are concerned what Mr. Peabody would think if they destroyed it. Yeah. And I was like, what about the man whose fucking workshop this is? Yeah. Wouldn't you be more concerned about what Da Vinci thinks? Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I get that you have to live with Mr. Peabody. But in the terms of, like, you don't know what might happen mm-hmm. if Da Vinci comes in and you destroyed his work. Like, he yeah. might just flip. I don't know. Yeah. He seems insane. <laughs> um, and one of his inventions is the joke that I felt I was really, really upset about how it wound up. Because oh. he tells the little bit about how he, like, oh, I tried to make a little son for myself. Yeah. A little boy, robot guy. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, it was so creepy. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, that is so funny. He's just like telling the story mm-hmm. about this time I, he made this robot child. And it was so creepy that he's just like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So I, I was like, I loved his like end line of that first little spiel about it. Because mm-hmm. it was just, I tried to build one. It was creepy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that's such a good little gag. And mm-hmm. then once Penny and Sherman steal the flying machine that shouldn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they fly it out of the workshop and around the city and they go past a bunch of like peasants sitting in the street mm-hmm. who have some of the best lines in this movie. Yeah. The ones earlier from the French Revolution <laughs> when they were talking about like, do you have any bread that you could no. share? No, I am exceedingly poor. <laughs> that is hysterical. That was so good that I was like, how did a movie that just went from like planking to this joke, like, a minute later. Yeah. How did it pull that off? Because that's hysterical. <laughs> I am exceedingly poor. Oh, my God. Uh, but the the now these Italian bums in the street or whatever are, like, looking up into the sky, and they're like, oh, that crazy Da Vinci with his inventions, as it's, like, flying around. Mm-hmm. And then the little, like, clockwork barrel baby thing rolls into frame, like, Papa! 
Papa! And they're yeah. like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, because they mentioned something. They're like, remember that baby he made? So creepy. Yeah. And then it rolls into frame. And they're like, ah, and they run away from it. And I was like, oh, okay. It wasn't as creepy as I wanted it to look, but it's a kid's thing, so okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, th- I thought it would have worked better if they hadn't mentioned it. If, you know, if they hadn't mentioned it, if they were just like, oh, Da Vinci with his crazy machines. And then it's just like, Papa, and they're like, oh, God, like, that's funnier <laughs> that, to me. That is good. It's funny because I wrote they shouldn't have shown it. Mm. Just left it at them saying, yeah, like, them also remember saying, that, yeah, remember that, that fucking creepy thing? It was so creepy. Yeah, like that, that would be good, too. Either one of those. Doing both, though, did not really work. Overkill. And then that Done. that third one just murdered it. <laughs> Come I hated on. it. I hated yeah. it so much. The fact that Da Vinci's talking about something and then it's like, bah, 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 and it's rolling up the thing. I was like, mm-hmm. it's not funny anymore. Yep. Immediately not funny anymore. Ran it straight into the ground movie. Yep. <laughs> I was really sad because I loved it at first. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Da Vinci made a terrifying robot baby. That's so funny. Yeah. And then it just pff, off a cliff. Yep. Terrible. I mean, not terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> disappointing. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's really what they do in, in the Renaissance, basically. Mm-hmm. They get the charge to get in the time machine, and then it shoots them, like, basically straight into a black hole. Yeah. And I was like, how is Peabody not prepared for this? Doesn't he? Like, it, it seems like they have to, like, follow a thing yeah. to get from one time period to another, how did you just accidentally miss that there's a huge black hole somewhere <laughs> that you can get sucked into? But the black hole throws them off, mm-hmm. and they wind up just before the yeah. Trojan War. Like, literally, as the horse is being pulled up. Yeah, and I was just like, again, with the, like, showing up somewhere immediately on the precipice <laughs> of some sort of, like, monumental, terrifying, and dangerous event. Yeah. Uh, so they show up there. And Sherman gets mad because Peabody was telling him shit. Like, there, there, there was this thing that I was kind of bummed that they didn't follow. Peabody is all like, oh, you should stay here and help me with my shit. And he's like, no, I'm going to go adventure with Penny or whatever. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm still thinking, like, she's the worst and I don't care about her. And I, like, this isn't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me that they're, like, being friends now. Yeah. Because she hasn't done anything to be friendly to him. Mm-hmm. at all this entire adventure yeah so whatever but like he goes off with penny and then they're flying around and she does the like one genuinely nice thing to him like by complimenting the fact that like you're flying this yeah like you've got this he was like panicking about it but he mm-hmm. like got the hang of it and then he was like doing tricks mm-hmm. and he was fucking nailing it and sherman's having a good time and then he flies past peabody Mm-hmm. And he's like, Sherman, you can't fly. And he's you... like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And then he crashes the fucking flying machine mm-hmm. and everything sucks. But then they get into the thing and they fly away and whatever. Yeah. What I thought they were going to do, and it seemed like a pretty obvious setup, was that Sherman was going to be mad at Peabody and throw something in his face about like, Penny believed in me. Mm-hmm. She said I could fly and I was doing really good. And then you told me I couldn't. Yeah. And then I, cr- you know what I mean? It's like, you're holding me back or something like that. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. There's no. nothing about that ever explored again. And I was like, that's the perfect rift. Yeah. You know what I mean? For it to be like, now he's going to go towards her and away from Peabody for this third act. Eventually, everyone comes back around and, and his <laughs> friends again. But there needs to be the moment where they kind of break up. Yeah. And he does kind of tell off Mr. Peabody a little bit. 
when he's revealed to be part of the army mm-hmm. with Agamemnon and all that, mm-hmm. which was another thing of like, how? Yeah. Like, I guess they're just like, if you say you want to be in the army, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> There's no process. You're our brother now. Yeah, exactly. There's no like, well, you got to sign some intake forms and there's yeah. a boot camp. <laughs> it's just like, you're in, you're cool. Uh, so he becomes part of that army. I don't remember what the fuck Peabody and Penny are doing during this whole bit because they, they go into the city, right? In the horse, right? Well, the <laughs> uh, Penny and Peabody show up to get Sherman uh-huh. before the horse is rolled into the city. Right. So they're, they're talking in- to him mm-hmm. and... Uh- <laughs> There's actually a really great line from Peabody. The Sherman, I absolutely forbid you from fighting in the Trojan War, (laughs) which felt so much like a line like pulled straight from the old cartoon to me. Like, Mm. I don't know it well enough, but that line really, it just feels like it. That that seems like their kind of (laughs) vibe or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was more Oedipus talk in this one as uh, (laughs) as Agamemnon makes his like speech to, to... his troops and whatever. About how they all have, like, father issues. Yeah, well, everyone's got an issue, like Achilles and his heel and, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so he's giving this speech and there's just another another fucking <laughs> reference to Oedipus in these movies. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't write too many notes during the action sequences because they're all just kind of mm-hmm. mindless. I mean, it, it's funny to call them mindless specifically because, like, they're all, like, full of, like, smart, brainy stuff. Like, oh, and then Mr. Peabody calculates the trajectory if they jump off the thing with the whatever and the blood. And it's, like, it's still all Technicolor kids movie nonsense. Just mm-hmm. people flying around and physics be damned and all yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the the sequence, the horse is falling towards, or not falling, it's rolling towards a cliff. Right. And Peabody, you know, calculates the distance and this and that and whatever. And he, you know, attaches a rope to it to catch it just in time. Yeah, and he gets it just in time, just before it goes over the cliff. And then he fucking, like, zip lines down the rope through the horse's ass Mm -hmm. to the kids to save them. And then I don't even know what they did to cause it to go over the cliff. Because it didn't make um, any sense that it would go over the cliff if it's caught by that rope. Like, yeah. the rope didn't break. And, like, Penny, like, walked to the other side of the horse. And it's like, that girl weighs, like, 20 pounds or something. No, like, Sherman, Sherman walked over to Penny because her dress or whatever oh, was caught God, on the nail. Right, her dress was caught on a nail and she just could not release it. Yeah. And he had to come help. Like, that's the worst mm-hmm. thing to do. That's so lame. you got to come up with something better, yeah. movie. That's <laughs> awful. Uh, <laughs> but so the horse goes over the cliff, but Peabody, like, throws the kids out of it. Mm-hmm. And they land on the cliff. The horse goes over. Oh, my God. Peabody is apparently dead. And I thought it was hysterical that like the kids are sitting there all sad. I mean, <laughs> truthfully, Sherman's the one who's sad. Yeah. Because he's like, oh my God, my fucking dad is dead. He <laughs> fell off this cliff and he's gone. And then fucking Penny, like a bitch, says, I just want to go home. And I wrote, forget your dumb dead dog dad. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that that was her own, like she, there was no moment of her consoling him mm-hmm. or being like, oh my gosh, Sherman. I'm so sorry, or feeling sad about it herself because of how much Peabody had saved her ass. Yeah, seriously. Instead, she's just like, oh, this is just too much. I just want to go home. 
Like, fuck you. This is your fault. Yeah. All of it is your fault. Where was that I want to go home attitude when we were in Egypt? Yeah, right? When we had the fucking means (laughs) to do this. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, (laughs) So Sherman and Penny go forwards in time to the moment before Sherman originally gets back from Egypt to tell Peabody Mm -hmm. that he lost Penny. Right. I don't know why you would choose that specific moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems, I mean, I get that they that he says like, "Oh, two people, you can't exist two at the same time. It's bad." You know, you can't go to a time when you already exist. So mm-hmm. he like took the advantage of like, well, technically, at this point in time, me and Penny are in Egypt. Yeah. So we can come back. Yeah. But not realizing that you only gave yourself like thirty seconds to yeah. figure it out before <laughs> yourself came back, you know what I mean? Like you didn't really do this uh, very well at all here, Sherman. But you are Sherman, so yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um. So now they have to figure out what to do because he's telling Peabody that like you died. He's like, oh, I find that, that hard seem to believe. Right. Yeah, like, he doesn't agree with that. Uh. And so then the second Sherman shows up. And things get crazy. The parents are freaking out. Grunion shows up and she's like, there's two Shermans. And all that kind of nonsense. All I wrote about this whole this whole bit was, it's simple. Kill the extra Sherman. <laughs> Just boom. There you go. Now you're done. Toss him out the window. It's fine. Nobody cares. Um, and that's when uh, Penny apologizes far too late. Yep. And uh, and then Grunion is all about taking the Shermans away. Like, yeah. she's going to take them both, mm-hmm. not understanding what's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> Very silly to me. Uh, but she's going to take them both, and Peabody bites her. Yep. But it turns out that doing all of this nonsense, whatever the fuck they did... Ripped a hole in the space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. I wrote, oh, look, they ripped a hole in the space-time, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Like, yep, there's a big old, mm-hmm. like, cyclone in the sky, and people from the past that they've met are just being shot out into mm-hmm. the people city. And, and Yeah, and, like, <laughs> monuments and the Titanic and, like, all this random <laughs> nonsense where it's just like, they didn't even go to the Titanic, but yeah. okay, whatever. Why is Lincoln here? <laughs> right? Why is Bill Clinton mm-hmm. a living president here as his 90s self? Mm-hmm. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. Why is at all. why is nineties Clinton in yeah. 2014? It is so silly to me. Like that's such a weird thing to overlook. Where it's like they get a decent joke out of him. You know what I mean? Where the, they all presidentially pardon mm-hmm. uh Peabody for like biting people or whatever so yeah. that he can stay as Sherman's dad. Um and the the gag is basically just that, like, oh yes, I, George Washington, will pardon you. And then uh, Lincoln is like, and I will too. And then Clinton's there and he goes like, oh, I've done worse. (laughs) I was like, that's a good fucking joke. But it's still silly that it's like, that man is alive in this timeline though, right? So there's two of him right now. This is bad for time travel. Yeah. And so, you know, they have to save the fucking day. I don't even know. It got really... I didn't give a shit at the end. Yeah. I ran out of stuff to to write because I was just like, I don't care. They're flying around. <laughs> There's, you know, time jokes yeah. and whatever. And they like they're trying to figure out how to reverse this rift that has happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to shoot forwards in time. They have to go to the future 
so that it goes so fast that it reverses the whatever. Yeah, none of that made any sense to me. No. Uh, and so I was like, is it that I'm this checked out or does the movie just not care? And it's just like, this is just the explanation and the smartest character in the movie said it, so it's true. Shut up. Yeah. And we're moving on. <laughs> Kids don't care. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the bit that I thought was hysterical, though, in the whole ending was Sherman taking it back. That was my favorite. When he was like, oh, really? You want to call me a dog? Well, mm. if that means that I'm loyal and I'm this and I'm that, then yeah, I'm a dog. And I was like, he's taking it back. All yeah. right. Go Sherman. <laughs> uh, and that was also uh, a great Colbert line where everyone's like, I'm a dog too. I'm a dog too. And his was, ditto on that dog thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, like, it seems like somebody was half paying attention to what everyone was talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, are we all in on this? All right. Yeah. yeah ditto on that whole dog thing. Thing. yeah totally cool guys <laughs> like that was so fucking silly and uh and i was like everything gets reversed all is well dance party credits i'm sure let's just end this yeah i was so surprised there was not a dance party end credit sequence yeah i thought especially based off how it opened mm -hmm. i was like that's how this kind of movie ends yeah i was very very surprised it didn't yeah. i thought it was because the <laughs> first scene they go back to is like ancient egypt for the like very end montage mm -hmm. and they go back and like people are dancing in the background and like King Tut's there like, Oh, oh and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Is it really a dance party? <laughs> and it's not. No. Cause then they go to, uh, the Trojan horse. Mm hmm where Agamemnon and Grunion are marrying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I thought and... that was so fucking crazy. I wrote Agamemnon kidnaps Grunion to the past. Yeah. Wow. What? That's just what happens to save the day. Like, now there's not a social worker on your ass because <laughs> she, she got kidnapped through time. Yeah. Thankfully, she's cool with it. But yeah, apparently, like, I mean. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. But his, his reaction when he saw her, though, mm. was just... Adorable and so classic Patrick Warburton. Do you remember what he said? Just, I'm in love. Oh. <laughs> like, Man, he really what? is so fucking great, dude. I could watch uh, like uh, a whole thing just based on his Agamemnon. Like, mm -hmm. I, honestly, what they should do an animated series teaching people history, all of the greats of history are Patrick Warburton's voice, though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Every single one of them, no matter who it even, is. Even like Cleopatra. Exactly. It'd be, it'd be the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. <laughs> oh, man. But like, in the end, it, it did basically exactly what it set out to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm not holding anything necessarily against it of like, you know, it should have been higher brow. It should have been, yeah. you know, uh, make this PG-13 and then maybe we'll talk. Or, you know, some kind of garbage like that. Like, yeah. it's a kid's movie. I get that it's a kid's movie. Logic out the window. Mm -hmm. Any sort of consistency internal or whatever. It's like, it, it doesn't matter. Will the things, will everybody be happy at the end? Then we're cool. Yeah. Who gives a shit how <laughs> any of it happens or, or why? why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> None of it matters. Nope. It's for kids. Nope. <laughs> kids don't care. <laughs> there's there's really no reason for an adult to sit and watch this. It's yeah. not like a, a hidden gem full of great adult jokes. It yeah. is very much a sit a kid down mm -hmm. and you can watch it and probably laugh a handful of times. Yeah, there's, there's but... a couple good things peppered throughout. But yeah, like, I, I guess I would say that if you had a kid that was interested in watching it, you could do a lot worse. Like, yeah. there's clearly 
some love for the characters mm-hmm. and some fun to be had and, and a couple good gags. So at least there's that. I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to think. What's what the line from Bob's Burgers? I'm not completely dissatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. that's how I feel about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for popcorn for dinner for this week. Uh, next week is uh, it's the last one for Time Travel Movie Month, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it the first one? Nobody knows time travel, uh, but we'll figure out what movie we're going to do for it. We kind of we we did like a little bit of a pattern of like silly time travel with Bill and Ted. Yeah. And then like sort of serious movie time travel with Timeline back to silly now mm-hmm. with uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. So we'll see. Maybe we'll find something a little more serious to do next week or maybe we'll try to find the silliest. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they are one in the same. We will find out. <laughs> this is Jeff and Kelly. Too bad, you'll lose your deposit. (laughs) 